are Seraphim. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Generation Space podcast, our portfolio spotlight series. In this episode, I'm excited to welcome Richard Parker. Richard is the founder and chief executive officer of Altitude Angel. Altitude Angel are world leaders in the design and operation of next generation aviation technologies, including solutions for automated, uncrewed air traffic management at national scale. But I'll let Richard tell you more about that in a minute. Hi, Richard. Thanks for joining me today. Hi there. Thanks for having me. And I'm also pleased to welcome back to the podcast Rob Desborough, who is partner at Seraphim Space and the CEO of the Seraphim Space Accelerator. Rob works closely with Richard and the team at Altitude Angel. Hi, Rob. Hi, Leah. Great to be here again with Richard and have the opportunity to talk about Altitude Angel. I mean, from our perspective, Altitude Angel is the operating system for the skies. Their technology will manage an automated drone and flying taxi airspace, potentially unlocking a $60 billion market, which can bring massive societal impact from healthcare to sustainability. So it's great to talk about it today. Thank you, Rob. What a great introduction to Altitude Angel. Richard, I'll get straight to the questions for you. Altitude Angel, as Rob mentioned, are a little bit of an outlier in the Seraphim portfolio, being um, in lower airspace rather than space, which makes it an interesting but complementary one to the rest of our portfolio. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. So I think that where the synergies lie is that okay, if it's going into space, it's got to go through the airspace. And if it's coming out of space, it's got to go through that airspace. And over the coming uh, half decade to a decade, the airspace below space is going to be getting much, much more crowded. And the kind of systems that we develop are the ones which help to orchestrate the movement of aircrafts and other objects through the airspace. Now, what's also really interesting for us is that the technology that we've built doesn't really have kind of like an imposed technical altitude limit. So if it can synchronize and orchestrate traffic here on Earth, there is absolutely nothing to stop it looking into orbital traffic in the future. Exciting stuff. Um, and what about the history of Altitude Angel? How did that, the company first begin? So we started back in, in 2015. And I suppose like a, a lot of founders, we had a, a rather joyous pitch. And that pitch was simply global autonomous air traffic control for drones. And of course, a really interesting thing about that is we've been doing this now for coming on to eight years. And we would spend a lot of that time working out just how difficult that's going to be to do. Airspace itself is a sort of analog resource. Anyone can access it. You can largely put pretty much anything into it that, that you need to. But the systems that support it, as kind of Rob alluded to at the start of the introduction there, the systems that support it are very out of date. And although aviation, for instance, terrestrial aviation has a rich reputation for being the safest mechanism of transportation, when you dig under the hood, it's really procedures and people that make that work, much less so technology. So if you sort of fast forward to the present day where we have more potential users of airspace and each of those users are very different to the traditional sort of 747 pilot that needs to talk to an airport control tower. In other words, they need digital interfaces. Then really the first problem that has to be solved is the creation of operating system technology that can be deployed to managers of that airspace to effectively enable them to deal with drones, effectively, UAM, urban air mobility, the air taxes of the future. So that's uh, the technology that we built, and that's how we've started to evolve as a company. And what about Altitude Angel now? Um, what's its mission at the moment? So we have one mission, and it's actually the same mission that we've had uh, throughout all of our life. It's our focus. It's our obsession. It's also a mission which is uh, aligned to the future of the aviation community as a whole, Definitely for us, it encapsulates our broad definition and actually the industry's definition of the future that we can probably all get excited about. 
So our mission is simply articulated as to unlock the potential for drones to transform lives and revolutionize businesses by providing access to everyone anywhere to automated flight. So that's our mission. That's what gets everyone out of bed. And certainly all of the technologies that we build have to do with solving for the safety challenges associated with that and solving for the scale challenges. We're not talking about hundreds of thousands of commercial aircraft. We're talking about potentially tens of millions and hundreds of millions of automated aerial vehicles over the next five years to 10 years. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, Rob, you briefly mentioned it earlier, but how did Seraphim first come across Altitude Angel? So Seraphim in its early years was very much focused on backing the companies that were collecting and communicating data from above. And those platforms from above, it can be anything from a satellite to a high altitude platform or a drone. But ultimately, for us to utilize data coming from drones, we need a managed air environment. So Altitude Angel is the perfect solution to that. So it's an enabler to all that drones can bring. And for us, we saw the size of a market opportunity that a company like Altitude Angel could deliver upon. So we were looking for enabling technology that was going to ultimately meet our mandate to back these data companies. And Altitude Angel was really the only player out there doing that. Richard, I'll go back over to you. Can you give everyone a bit of an understanding of scale of your organisation today? How many employees do you have? Where are your offices? And then a little bit about funding. How much have you raised to date? So we are about 40 full-time employees today, 4-0. Our headquarters is here in Reading, which is you know a little bit uh, west of Heathrow for those that don't know the UK. And we also have a subsidiary opened in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. Uh, we have a couple of employees that we're putting out there later this year full-time. We're also looking to open an office on the west coast of the US towards the end of this year as well. You asked about funding, put a number on that figure, it's around £15 million to date. And obviously we're excited to be thinking about the future and our, and our next raise currently, which I think we'll be talking about soon. Exciting times. Thank you, Richard. What is Altitude Angel doing that's so important and how does it help support the UAS and UAM economy? And if you could explain what that is, please. So, uh, look, in a nutshell, as Rob said in his intro, there's a $60 billion services economy stuck on the ground at the moment. You know, our research since 2021 shows about $5.2 billion of uh, VC money has gone into hardware. In other words, developing cool next generation aircraft. And that figure represents about 80% of all of the total money that's gone into the drone ecosystem since 2021. And again, it doesn't really matter where you're putting that money. Everything suffers from the same common and critical problem at the moment, which is there is no system which exists to enable and encourage multiple companies to operate and share the sky above our heads safely. So as a company, what we're doing is providing the sort of next generation digital automated air traffic control platform that's needed in order to allow existing aviation users. So, you know, that's your general aviation, your civil aviation, your military aviation to continue using the sky in exactly the same way it does today, whilst being able to safely introduce and serve a new aviation community. For your listeners, when I say drone, typically most people will have a good understanding of what a drone is these days. And I think certainly when we go back to our early days, drones weren't something which were tools, they were something which were principally weapons. Today, you know, kind of customers that we work with are building drones that can carry 150 kilos plus of cargo. And they can do that in an automated fashion over a long distance, but they can't do that unless they can prove to an airspace regulator 
that they're not going to hit any other drones or other aircraft. And the reality is there simply aren't the systems and the technologies needed to do that safely. And that's where we come in. Thank you for explaining that. And back to you, Rob. Um, What makes Altitude Angel stand out from an investor perspective? It's the size of the uh, market opportunity there. You know, from our perspective, a $60 billion market has the potential to deliver outsized returns for us as a fund manager. Altitude Angel has the potential to be ubiquitous throughout the industry. You know, where we're looking at countries that currently don't have the civic infrastructure to deliver the economic growth that these countries are now looking for, Altitude Angel can deliver the digital civic infrastructure, enabling new economies, driving climate change, sustainability, taking healthcare across the globe in a scalable and efficient way. There's huge drivers in this market, and I think this truly is a unicorn company in the making. Richard, can you tell tell us a little bit more about the current market? You've touched on it, but what's the size of the addressable market at the moment? So I think let's let's bring it home to to the UK. Um, uh, PwC did a report very recently called Building Trust in Commercial Drones. And that really sort of set out to outline how this kind of game-changing technology is going to power ultimately a very scalable industry. And that would benefit the UK by contributing up to £45 billion to the UK economy realizing approximately 22 billion in net cost savings. It would certainly help to reduce carbon emissions by approximately 2.4 million tons, which is roughly equivalent to removing about 1.7 million cars from the road a year. And of course, it's going to do that by getting lorries, vans, light vehicles off the road and getting them into the air effectively using clean, green electric aviation. And the list goes on. You know, you're looking at creation of approximately 650,000 jobs And of course, the one that that really kind of underpins everything that we do is the potential for drones, going back to that part of our mission to transform lives, drones can save lives. Today, they're doing some incredible workloads for things like search and rescue. But in the future, we'll be looking at drones delivering important medical supplies, even here in the UK. So these are just some of the benefits uh, here at home in the UK. But as we touched on, just looking more broadly, a $60 billion services economy is just waiting to be unlocked. It just needs to get off the ground. And do you have any potential competitors in this market at the moment? So certainly, I think, depending on the avenue of our business that you look at, there are different competitive categories. As an operating system provider, our technologies are used by a few different broad but interrelated customer groups. The first would be a kind of national entity, a government or an air traffic control organization. And then we sort of scale down from there to people like drone manufacturers as well as drone operators. And, and in each of those buckets, there are uh, obviously people chomping at your heels all of the time. I think the biggest potential competitor to Altitude Angel, though, right now are the big incumbent aviation and defense companies. The things that make them very attractive to traditional aviation purchases in the aviation world are the very same things that mean that we're much more likely to succeed going forwards. For instance, they are very slow to react. They're not particularly very innovative and are very focused on Um, protection of those accounts rather than innovating for the good of the economy. So yes, there there are some out there, but you know, we've been at this now for almost eight years. We're always on the cutting edge. We're helping to lead and inspire the regulations. We're helping to shape the technical requirements for industry, and we're helping to shape uh, and control that conversation. So it's great to be at the front. And Rob, what will make Altitude Angel win? 
Well, I think Richard touched on some of the key points from our perspective, and I think it's having the best technology in a highly regulated marketplace is so important. The depth of knowledge and experience the team have, really understanding that regulatory pathway. And ultimately, these guys have done it before anyone else. One of the things I'm really attracted to, as well as the go-to-market strategy, Richard touched on there about the opportunity for the UK. But this is infrastructure that can be picked up and adopted by countries globally looking to get a head start, looking to enable their economies through the adoption of autonomous drones. So I think there's a significant opportunity there, not just from a tech and a regulatory perspective, but just that go-to-market as well. Thanks, Rob. And Richard, what are Altitude Angel's biggest achievements to date? What are you personally most proud of? So I think there's a, there's a couple of key journey uh, journey points on our milestone map, really. I think back in 2015, not, not long after we first launched, we revolutionised the way that people around the world can get access to aviation data. In other words, the Google Maps of the sky. Nothing like it existed at the time. And there are some sort of attempts to replicate that today. But certainly data is absolutely core to our proposition and not just having lots of it, but having accurate, real-time and relevant data, because that's uh, key to underpinning the future of automation, proving that it can be done safely. Not long after that, in 2016, we launched a series of mobile applications for iOS and Android, which effectively brought more of that out into the field where people were actually doing their flying operations. 2018, we signed a partnership with DJI, who are the world's largest civilian manufacturer of drones. We went on in 2019 to sign our first flagship in-country deal with an organization known as LVNL, which is the Air Traffic Control Authorities of the Netherlands. They would then subsequently go on to deploy our new operating system technology to welcome drones into Dutch airspace. All the way through to where we are today, which is where we've launched our new enterprise lineup of products for digitizing interactions that airports have with uh, drone uh, operators today. And of course, the thing I'm personally, you know, really, really, really proud of is the most recent innovations around our Arrow technology, which as Rob touched on, is effectively the, the generation of a brand new civic infrastructure. It is the bringing together of software with physical infrastructure on the ground that effectively combines to create this automated transport capability. And, and that's become the uh, subject of a, certainly in the UK, a £12 million programme that we're leading to deploy this uh, brand new transport mechanism here in the UK. Great, a lot of great achievements there, but how do you define success for yourself and for Altitude Angel? Like I say, we, uh, we do have our mission, right? And our mission is not done. Our mission is, uh, if anything, it still feels like just getting started. There's obviously our, our desire to make sure that we can step back and look at the societal, humanitarian, political benefits that drones have had. There's obviously commercial success. You know, clearly as a, a early stage company, we're pre-profit, but we're certainly post-revenue. So there is that critical and all important point in our near future where we effectively break even. That's obviously very, very important. And then being able to see market adoption, you know, we're, we're starting to see now um, a steady increase and, uh, you know, it's a very continuous increase in the number of people adopting and using our platform worldwide. And I think it's it's humbling now to be able to look back at where we started and see where we are today and see that we, we power some 90 million interactions with airspace information right around the world every month via our cloud platform alone. 
So that, that's a lot of interactions, a lot of people figuring out where they can and cannot fly, a lot of people paying us to access the kind of data that helps them make their operations much more safe. So these are all things that we collectively look to to help define our success as we go. Brilliant. And what about exciting milestones coming up? What's next for Altitude Angel? I mentioned the, the, the Arrow program, uh, which is part of a Skyway project here in the UK. We're absolutely replicating that now out in the Netherlands, which is going to be really exciting because we're building a medical trial corridor system out in, uh, out in Amsterdam. But certainly the, the, the other thing that's keeping us really, really occupied right now is we're just beginning our Series B, which we're sort of really in, in depth uh, beginning on now. And as January this year, we secured £5 million from BT, uh, British Telecom for overseas investors who, who may not have heard of those guys. And over the fe- next few months, we're certainly expecting to secure a further £10 million as part of that round. So that's going to really enable us to take that civic infrastructure, to package it um, and to deploy it in other European geographies as well as in the US. Brilliant. And, and everyone who, who has heard of Altitude Angel already, I'm sure has heard of the drone superhighway. Can you tell everyone a little bit more about that and what does it mean for, for the UK? Yeah, I love, I love the term drone superhighway because it is both a triumph and a, and a little bit of a failure in marketing, I think, because when we say superhighway, it gives you an image, right? It's clearly something better than a highway. But unlike a, a regular highway, of course, ours is in the air. But the biggest difference is that it's not three or four or five lanes wide. It's up to 10 kilometers wide. So the Skyway program here in the UK is 265 kilometers long by about 10 kilometers wide, which is an enormous geographic area that we're able to put automated aircraft into. If you do the maths, underneath that corridor, as in the very literal line of the corridor, the line of best fit of the corridor, there's about 100,000 UK businesses serviceable by air, and we reach about 15% of the UK population. So it is a brand new transport infrastructure, the likes of which is, uh, has never existed. And it's personally something that, as I said before, we're, we're absolutely inspired by every single day, and it will be fully operational and online by July 2024. Amazing, exciting times. Thank you. At Seraphim, we always like to back visionary founders. And what's your vision for a future when Altitude Angel is a huge success? So think big, big picture. Think big. I don't think any founder has ever had to be convinced of thinking big. But certainly being able to, I think, picture vision is very different to being able to competently walk people on that journey towards it. So whilst we do have very grand plans for the future, our current focus is extremely oriented around introducing more automation into airspace management. As I say earlier on in the podcast, aviation interactions today typically happen over radio. Our first milestone for success is being able to automate those communications via digital mechanisms. And then the second one will be a milestone which we hope to be able to confirm as achieved by July 2024, which will be the ability for any third-party drone company anywhere in the UK to be able to very, very simply take their current drone operation and remove pilots from it and be able to operate with a level of safety that is much, much greater than what they're able to do today. So if you boil all of that away, what does that mean? It means that economy in the UK, which we predict will be worth around £45 billion, we can start untapping that for public benefit, for commercial gain, for industrial gain in the UK, as well as environmental benefit. So Those are the very near-term things we're looking at. If you want a slightly longer-term view, well, look, the future is the future, but what we always say 
is that drones are here to stay. They're not going back in the box. Future of aviation in general, including crewed aircraft or manned aircraft, as they're traditionally called, is that there will probably be pilotless too. And they will also need a trusted, tested, reliable and scalable solution to help them navigate. So that's very much on our future horizon. Brilliant. Very exciting stuff. So watch this space. It's been a fascinating conversation. Thank you both for joining me today. Um, and if anyone wants to hear more from Altitude Angel, how can they get in touch? You can head over to our website, which is www.altitudeangel.com. You can find us on whatever your favourite social network is, or you're always welcome to pop into our headquarters here in sunny Reading. Fantastic. Thank you. And if you want to hear from our other top 10 portfolio companies, please follow the Generation Space podcast, and it's available on all major channels. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We are Seraphim.